0: Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest-growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas, in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host James Bell, and it's my pleasure to share the studio virtually today with two of the co-founders of Upsquad, Derek Reeves, who's the C-T- uh, CEO, and Vinki Mandapati, who is the CTO. Gents, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, James, uh,
1: uh, for having
0: us. Yes. Well, guys, let's get started by getting to know you. Derek and Vinky, uh, will each of you share with the audience about yourselves, but, but take us somewhere short of where you decided to uh, found a company together?
2: Sure. I'll start off. The First thing you know about me is I am a person of faith. And what I have found out, it takes a lot of faith to be an entrepreneur. To basically see things that will happen before they happen and to have that vision. So my faith really has a strong play in that. Also, I love college sports. So I I am in the right place if we love college sports, Mm -hmm. uh, especially the SEC. I love the outdoors. Uh, I grew up fishing. And uh, so my son and I, we definitely go fishing up here. We've been several times. But the most unique thing about the outdoors that I love is falconry with my son. My son is a licensed falconer in the state of Arkansas. It's something very rare. So he, he has hawks that he captures from the wild, and we both train them together. He has a license. I don't. I'm just his apprentice. But it is the neatest thing that you've ever seen to see these wild things be tamed and become your friend. Through my 20 years of professional experience, I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. That is the key thing to know about me, is that uh, in the back of my mind working for these Fortune 500 companies is I've always been thinking, how can I do this for myself? So uh, that's a little bit about me, a little bit about how I think and and where I'm from.
1: Great. Awesome. So just to give you a a little bit background about myself. uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Venki Mandapati. And just like Derek has mentioned, I'm originally from India. Uh, and then came to Memphis, Tennessee uh, back in 2015 to go to grad school at the University of Memphis. And during that time, uh, like you know, that, that's how I, I found my passion for entrepreneurship. And then since then, I always wanted to build, build a platform that can like really help people all around the world. And like we are here to share our journey uh, along with uh, Derek Reeves, uh, who is my mentor, in fact, uh, during those days while I was in college. Where we both met uh, at, a, at a company here in Memphis. So, thanks a lot, uh, James.
0: Again, wonderful. Well, you know, when I first met your team, in fact, I was in Memphis too, and I feel like I probably met y'all at the Entrepreneurship Center at the University of Memphis, or maybe we met out at a, a startup event. But then we reencountered each other at Delta I Fund. I was still in Memphis at the time when you did that, and I believe that the time your company was Career Quo. I always think it's important to highlight the the organizations and how folks, you know, sort of came together. And so we'll come back and talk about Delta iFund, I think, as well. But guys, will you talk about what led you to found a company together? So what's the story here, including the pivot that led to UpSquad? And of course, what is it that UpSquad does?
1: Absolutely. So uh, it was during back in 2018, uh, while I was at in the grad school doing my MBA. And then uh, Derek and I, we, we both were uh, working uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee. And then uh, the initial idea was to like really leverage technology to, to really help connect people. And the initial idea was to really help connect people who are looking for opportunities and with those who can provide those opportunities uh, for their career and life. So we started creating a small, we started creating a small MVP that can like really showcase what we wanted to achieve uh, with a platform like that and during that time when we when we initially got an opportunity to apply for delta i fund uh, which we are going to talk a little bit more about during this uh, podcast so it was that initial phase where we wanted to create a platform but we are first time entrepreneurs not really knowing how to get started but there are so many people around us who have helped us and motivated us along those lines because entrepreneurship is the most difficult part uh, that's what everybody would say but uh, like even though we went to universities and colleges and got our degrees and worked professionally, it was, it was that experience that having a vision of creating something from the ground zero is what uh, really intrigued us. Uh, if we can create something that can really help people in ways that they weren't able to get help uh, before is what really motivated us to take that uh, initiative.
0: It's really great. I love that you mentioned that entrepreneurship is the hardest part because it, it really is. Anybody can go learn a bunch of, you know, information on how to specifically do things and learn a lot of textbooks, a lot of textbook uh, information as well. And and I say that as somebody who's taught an MBA class before um, or MBA classes before, but you, you can't really understand what it is that you're doing until you experience it and fell at a few things and try again and, and do whatever works for you and your company and entrepreneurship in and of itself is really more of a mindset than uh, anything else. Will you talk about more of specifically what it is that Upsquad does and who are some of the customers that, that you serve and, you know, what the successes for these customers have been so far?
2: Absolutely, and we have learned this through successes with these organizations, through customer discovery sessions, and through experience, as you just mentioned. What we do is we take the programs from nonprofits, schools, government agencies, as well as businesses. We take those programs and we put them in a virtual space. Virtual is the need of the hour specifically hybrid, where they can have both in-person and virtual activities going on at the same time. And we make it very easy in this innovative space for their members to collaborate as well as reach out to the organizations and the organization staff to have access to resources and training uh, as well as events and to really share their thoughts and ideas like never before. So that is what we do, and it's allowing these organizations and schools to expand their reach and reach people in rural areas or underserved areas or diverse areas. It's allowing people to, or these organizations, to share the impact they're making really with the world. That's what we found that organizations truly want to do. The type of programs that they run are workforce development programs where we are connecting Students or adult job seekers with employers in that city or that region or that state, a huge need right now mm-hmm. is to connect the employers with the talent and the talent with the employers in an easy space. They can reach anyone the other the other way we're making an impact is economic development and so there are programs being run in our platform where there's small business training and small business collaboration. And, and the organizations that are trying and the government agencies trying to help these small businesses in any type of way, they can do that uh, with our platform. Also accelerators. So this is what we really love. From an accelerator standpoint, whenever we have participated in various accelerators here in Arkansas or other states, they see what we're offering. We get into the accelerator and they actually want to become our customer. So several accelerators have become our customer because we're one of their companies, and and they really believe in what we're doing. Also, from a school standpoint, mentoring and tutoring. So there are mentoring and tutoring programs to really help those. You are 10 times more likely, for example, to get through medical school or engineering school if you have a mentor, or you can easily connect to faculty or others or professionals in the community who have done it before. So that's a huge need right now to help those. And what we're doing is taking these types of communities and programs, and creating ecosystems. So an organization or a city or a state can take multiple communities and link them together and form a true hybrid ecosystem. And so that is definitely uh, very valuable right now. Some examples of that, uh, the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. So they are using Upsquad now to connect The medical students going through the medical programs there to faculty members for mentoring. Also, the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. They have statewide programs uh, for STEM students in different colleges across all of Arkansas. Where They're running those programs on UPSquad to connect those faculty members and what they teach to those students. And the list goes on from there, such as Empower. That's one of the accelerators using UpSquad Mm -hmm. to connect uh, women owned entrepreneurs and companies with help and resources. And the Venture Center uh, out of Little Rock. Same thing. The accelerators uh, down there are being run uh, from UpSquad as well. Uh, There are some more examples out of the state of Arkansas, uh, such as uh, Pencil in uh, Nashville. Mm -hmm. So, Pencil is connecting. Nashville area public school students with career professionals to mentor them in their career. The same thing is being done with the uh, Youth Job Center in Chicago, uh, where they're connecting uh, professionals and staff members for training for Chicago City School Youth Neighborhood Development Center is in the Twin Cities up there in Minneapolis, and they're using it to train entrepreneurs in that area. As well, so really the list, as I mentioned, kind of goes on and on. But those are some examples, both in in Arkansas as well as other states.
0: Yeah, that's great. Sounds like you're touching a great many number of lives with the platform. That frankly, I I just go back to 2020, March of 2020, having to switch, flip two MBA classes and an undergrad class from teaching them live to uh, online, and think about all the different tools that were being used. Frankly, what a nightmare it was, and how having a platform like this could have uh, could have been quite helpful. And then coming forward to today, I mean, still many of the tools that we all leaned into in 2020 are all sort of these disparate these these tools that that live in live their own lives instead of bringing them together in the way that you're doing. And then on top of it, creating these these ecosystems that that you can work with them sounds amazing. Talk about your success as a company so far, whether that's in growth of customers, fundraising, however it is you measure yourselves. What's that been like so far?
1: Sure, uh, Jim. So in the last couple of years, we have little more than uh, 20 customers uh, right now. And like we have raised uh, more than $1.2 million in the last couple of years. And in fact, we are currently actively raising our next round of seed investment, um, which we are looking forward in the next uh, two to three months then like, no, I mean, the, the growth has been great. I mean, especially as you mentioned, since it is pandemic last two, three years, there is a lot of tools that were necessary for organizations to streamline their communication, streamline their programs. So we are along those lines, helping these organizations who are looking for community platforms who can like, really streamline the processes that they have in place. So basically it's, imagine like, you know, as, as Derek has mentioned before, it's it's a one-stop shop. Is what like our customers call our tool, where it's it's very seamless for them to streamline a lot of things. So some of the milestones that we have achieved in the last year or so is we just launched our mobile app for our customers in November uh, last year. So the the feedback has been so great uh, from our customers, and in fact, like now Derek is going to talk more about what kind of features that we also launched along with this mobile app. And one of the most exciting things for us is uh, is is a is a video storytelling platform imagine organizations having their own instagram for example so within this mobile app we have features where organizations can tell their stories to the world unlike before so it's it's a positive space uh, where we want to keep keep it positive unlike any other social media platform using our mobile app so those are those are some milestones that we have achieved and we are just getting started i mean like you know every day is a new day and there are lots of challenges uh, for sure of course like you know, to to really Create something and then, like, build a business and then build a sustainable business. That's what we wanted to, like, really build uh, and then, like, help as many customers and organizations as possible, not just here in the US, but uh, around the world. One day,
0: that's fantastic. In
2: fact, what we've done to really better tell the story is we just redesigned our homepage and the front end of our website to really explain what we do. You know, we've heard over and over. You mentioned the previous name, uh, CareerQuo. Why are we now Upsquad? It's because we do much more than help people in their careers. We help people in education, in their life situations. We are literally helping organizations who are helping others. And that's what we do on a daily basis. So how do we explain that in terms where these organizations can truly understand what they're because now we know what they're going through on a daily basis. How do we explain that? So our new redesigned homepage is is our attempt to better explain that so that people if they go to Upsquad.com, they get a better feeling for the types of organizations that we're helping today and so that's a that's another milestone you know communication you know as entrepreneurs we've had to learn you know communication of what what are we doing how is it helping people and uh, that that's priceless
0: yeah absolutely uh, you know you go to a lot of startup websites and you get what they think they do. <laughs> and uh hopefully right. if they're successful, they go out and learn what it is that they do for their customers. And then they come back and do exactly what you've done. Then you tell the story better and explain exactly what it is you do for them instead of what you do, uh, which is, you know, fundamentally different. Absolutely. Yeah, let's go backwards a moment. Derek, I, I, you kind of... Talk, spoke to it at the, at the beginning. Not many people say, hey, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. A lot of people just stumble into it. But you quit a corporate job to start Squad. In fact, a Fortune 250 job. So we're not talking about, we're, we're talking about a good job. What was the moment like when you thought, or when was the moment when you thought, I have to quit? And then how did people respond to that?
2: That is a great question because there were different responses, but I I had enjoyed at that point a nice twenty plus year career in corporate America, and that was pretty much all that I knew. You know, from going to engineering school to getting my MBA at MIT, you know, that was the path that I was on, the safe path of. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. Traveled around the world. Um, I learned a lot about product management, business management, working with teams. I've learned all of that while working for others. And, but my passion, uh, something that Vinky mentioned earlier, my passion and both of our passion is to do something that truly helps people. Mm -hmm. And so when this idea came up, Vinky came to me with this idea and I thought it was brilliant. And we first started this idea, he started pitching it at the University of uh, Memphis, so we were in a university setting, and I really applaud any entrepreneurs if you can tie into university support, please do so, or university entrepreneurship center, please do so. That was that's what really kicked us off and gave us our start. They are already set up to help students like Vinky was at that time to start a business, and um, so he pitched and won the pitch competition. Then, what was very critical is that. We, they, we got the advice from them to apply to Delta I Fund. And so that's when we got that advice. And we applied and got accepted to Delta I Fund, as you've mentioned, out of Little Rock. And so that gave us our first exposure to dealing with accelerators over here in Arkansas. And through that, they gave us some seed money. It was just, you know, $5,000 mm-hmm. back then. I think right now it's about 7500 But that was enough. That was enough to build the first prototype. So our idea now became a small mini prototype so that what we were able to do is now show this prototype to people and show these images of what we're trying to build to help us get more and more support before there was even a product. And so it came to the point in my career, my safe career in corporate America that I realized that this is not what my life Is going to be about. (laughs) Uh You know, I really thought to myself, you know, God has something else for me. And so this was a faith step for me and uh, that we had already had an idea. We already had a prototype thanks to Delta I fund. We already had a a prototype. We already had a university behind us. And I decided to leave my job at that point. And sure enough, that leap of faith was rewarded soon after that, people saw that I was brave enough to do this full time and they came right in and supported us. And so we got our first investors with that like 30 days because of that leap of faith. The other thing that helped me make that decision is that at that time is we had so many others uh, that were supporting the company that were able to support me during that time. And so I was the first and then others joined me after that. Mm -hmm. But but being the first, uh, you definitely need people to support you and to help you along the way. So people really thought that it was a, a high-risk decision. They thought that it was, you know, why would you leave a safe corporate career path to do something like this? And I just knew in my heart that this was the right thing to do, and that's what it takes. So despite what people said, um, I took that risk. And now, now those same people are cheering for me. Those same people who are still at those companies really want, want me to succeed. And so they are now fans, including uh, th- those from a professional arena and those in my family and those friends as well. So, you know, I really think that people want to see something great happen. I think if they feel that you're doing something great, they want to be a part of it and say, I knew you win and now I know, <laughs> you know this now and I saw it happen. So those are the things that I've kind of learned along the way when you are ready to step out and take that leap of faith.
0: And that's great. You know, you said a lot of good things there, great things there. One of them that you mentioned was this high risk decision. A lot of folks see entrepreneurs as these crazy risk takers. And in reality, many of the successful entrepreneurs really have thought it through quite a bit. The risk is really in everybody else's mind. Yeah, there's a big risk there, but they, they know what they're going to do. It's not necessarily a burn the boats moment. It's, I'm going to do this because I'm so sure it's going to work. And I didn't think to quit yesterday. I've been thinking about this for for a long minute. A lot of successful entrepreneurs really come from that spot. You know, we've talked about Delta iFund a couple of times here and, and really quick for our audience. I made myself some notes here. You know, Delta iFund, uh, to give you an idea, is a program run by Winrock International. And for those who may not be familiar, Winrock was inspired by its namesake. Winthrop Rockefeller. And yes, that Rockefeller family, he's the son of John D. Rockefeller Jr. He was uh, the 37th or 38th governor of Arkansas. And so at some point, the Winrock Winrock International was founded, and it's a Arkansas based nonprofit with a portfolio of more than 100 projects in more than 40 countries that are aimed at combining technical expertise with entrepreneurial innovation. To improve lives around the world. And in the context of the Delta I Fund, what they're doing is positively impacting communities across the 250 plus counties and parishes that make up the Delta region of the US, which covers parts of eight states ranging from Louisiana up through Arkansas, Missouri into Illinois, and then kind of over from Louisiana over through Mississippi and, and, Alabama and the catch a piece of Tennessee, and I know I left out a state or two there, but it achieves its mission through this accelerator program. And there, by the way, for what it's worth, its derivative, the Arkansas I Fund, is the same program that runs just in the uh, the state of Arkansas. Will you guys talk more about your experience? You mentioned the five thousand dollars, which isn't a lot of money, but and it helped you get out that that prototype or perhaps your MVP. Could you talk more about iFund and, and what happened and how that helped you accelerate your companies so that you could get faster to where you are today?
1: Sure, James. Uh, definitely, I think uh, iFund, uh, Delta iFund from Windrock International at that time is is a blessing in disguise, I'd, I'd call it, uh, just because it's, it's super important for us to know the problem that we are trying to solve. And one of the key things that we are going to learn going through that program is to really do customer discovery. So whenever we have an idea or a vision of creating something, we were taught, unlike like, you know, just in our classroom settings, is to go out, actually not to be just surrounded with, within four walls, actually go out and talk to your potential customers and find out if that problem that you're trying to solve really exists. So mm-hmm. that's the whole point of going through a three-month training program where we talked with five to six potential customers every single week for a period of three months, even before building anything, right? So we didn't have anything uh, before talking to customers. So we went ahead and we took that to our heart that like, okay, now we have an idea that what we wanted to build. So let's actually talk to potential customers who would actually use this product, right? So uh, we talked to 60 to 70 uh, people in in a period of three months. Whom we thought are potential customers of ours, and then we immediately realized, oh, okay, so we had lots of different hypotheses that this is what people need, but we quickly realized that there are a lot of things that we need to change within our initial prototypes or whatever we try to build. So I think, I think that's super critical for any any person who has an idea to to really think through a little bit more. Uh, because you talked about taking that leap of faith. Even Derek talked about you know, quitting his job. I think so. He quit his job after that Delta iPhone. So now we we gained an insight, right? So it didn't happen in a day or two. So we we did our homework, went through these kind of programs which like you no know, helped us like you know, work through and like you know, do our customer discovery over the weekends and trying to learn wherever we can. Like you no, know, we took every opportunity that came along our way. To, to really learn from our potential customers, people, advisors, and mentors during this program really helped us because those initial initial point of contacts, right? Like, I mean, you, you have been a great mentor. I mean, I, I still remember like you are one of those mentors who, who helped us in those initial days along with like so many other mentors in these programs because, I mean, we are first-time entrepreneurs. As I mentioned before, we didn't really know how to build a business, but we just had an idea. So that process really helped us go from step to step in those three to four months and then like you know that initial funding as as Derek has mentioned five thousand dollars so once we gained that insight that five thousand funding that we were given from the Delta i program really helped us to build a prototype and then we took that prototype and start start to look at customers who who think could actually pilot the platform so it's It's not an overnight uh, thing that happened, so it's it's a lot of process and training and things we have done and just talking to people, I and mean, of course, there are like lots of lots of things that we have failed over the years. we thought something, but again, I think the only reason why we were able to survive this this far is again through that customer discovery. So that has been embedded into what we are doing today, and it's going to be there even after three, four, ten years down the line. So always going back to our customers and really learning from their uh, experience and expertise, what, what kind of problems that they have that we can potentially solve using our product.
0: And that's great. You know, if if there's nothing else that somebody learns in a program like Delta iFund, customer discoveries got to be the best thing you could learn as a new entrepreneur, because everybody has amazing ideas coming in and more often than not, folks find out that what they thought about the problem, the way they saw it, and the way they saw the solution evolving is vastly different from the way the folks who are willing to pay for the solution to the problem see it. And so I commend you all for also taking that forward. As you know, it's, it's not surveys, it's face-to-face talking to people and learning from them and asking questions and, and really uh, getting th- those deep insights uh, in that manner. Is was Delta I Fund your first contact with an Arkansas-based entrepreneurship organization?
1: Yes, that's correct, uh, cool. James. So Delta I Fund is our first program and initiative out of Arkansas that we were uh, got exposed to in those early days.
0: Awesome. Well, you know, since then you've had the opportunity to start experiencing the uh, entrepreneurial support ecosystem and startup community in uh, the state, and especially in Northwest Arkansas one of the touch points i remember for you i guess not too long after getting involved involved here was the opportunity to pitch to the statewide entrepreneur, entrepreneurship support organization call and this is a virtual event that happens every month 50 or 60 uh, folks in that space we, we get on a call and we share ideas we share information with each other but at the top of the call In addition to all the other information we're sharing back and forth at the top of the call, we always have a presentation by a startup. And they basically show up and explain not just who they are, what they're up to, but what is it they need help with. And then it's all hands on deck. People, you know, try to help you out. How was that experience for you? And have you ever encountered anything like that in that way?
2: So, That was an eye-opening experience uh, in a beautiful way. And what I mean is that was one of the main reasons that we decided to open offices here in Northwest Arkansas and in Bentonville is because we saw the entrepreneurial support for organizations like us. Not only that, That there's this ecosystem across the entire state. You're trying to pull in those in the state and those out of the state, right? There are people outside of the state on those calls as well Mm -hmm. that are trying to support entrepreneurs in the state. So not only that, we have a vision of connecting this entire ecosystem virtually uh, on our platform. So finding out Before I moved, finding out that there is an appetite for that here in this state, that there is a need from Bentonville and Fayetteville down to Little Rock over to Jonesboro. There is a need in smaller towns like Marion. So we've talked Mm -hmm. to many uh, organizations here. There's a need to connect entrepreneurs across the state and these accelerators across the state, these resources, these this mentorship to help companies like us be more successful in the state. And there's an appetite to do it on Upsquad. And that that was the reason we came here is to connect, to bring the entire state online. And really that this will be setting a model for other states. So Tennessee, Missouri, Louisiana, other states will want to copy this model, not only bringing entrepreneurs in this ecosystem, but bringing established businesses, part of chambers as well, into this ecosystem. So now young businesses can have relationships with more established, mature businesses and learn from them. Bringing in funding, funders or investors or donors, bringing them in as well. So now statewide, not only region-wide, but statewide, you can have access to resources like that. And these training programs, you know. This is how you truly reach people in rural areas or people that don't live in these cities so that the whole state really rises. And so this vision, based on that call and other support that we received. So not only did we receive our first accelerator opportunity here with Delta iPhone, we, re- we got our first customers here in this state, even though we were not in the state. So our first customer was uh, UAMS. And uh, so the medical school was our first customer, then Arkansas Economic Development Commission. So once what we found is that organizations here really believed in us and uh, that was critical for us uh, moving in.
0: Y'all, that's great. Um, I mean, what startup doesn't want customers? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We are not afraid to experiment in the state and in particular, Northwest Arkansas and, and Bentonville. That's. That's basically what we do, and that's how you had the rise of the Sam Waltons, the J.B. Hunts, and the Don Tysons, and so on, of the world, and the the many people that follow them. You have also presented at One Million Cups in Bentonville and tapped into, I imagine, some other entrepreneur support organizations and people here in this state. Are there any in particular you would like to uh, talk about?
2: Yes, so... The One Million Cups participated in that before the move. And there I met other entrepreneurs like myself here in uh, Bentonville. Mm-hmm. And and so here I am from out of state telling the entrepreneurs here, like, you guys don't know what you have. <laughs> <laughs> you have wonderful support here. Like, I would love to be here. And I believe, James, we spent some time, Is it was either during that or the uh-huh. Tech Summit Of uh, 2022, so I was about to say last year, but 2021. I'm sorry, 2021 Tech Summit, and uh, that's when you and I met again and spent some time together. So the tech between the Tech Summit coming up here for that and the one million cups is really convinced me as well about the scene that's here and the support that's here. This is just an unbelievable place.
0: Yeah, the density of entrepreneur sport organizations and activities and opportunities here. I've been all over the world supporting ESOs in my prior business and consulting and doing some other stuff. And I haven't found places with the sort of density and connectivity that that we do have here, which is one of the reasons that that I came. If there were three people every founder should know here, who should they be?
2: So I want to jump back to a comment You just made as well. Like here, I truly believe anything is possible. And that as an entrepreneur, what I mean by this is if I have like any idea, I think that the accelerators are here targeting different areas and they're funded by organizations like the Walton Family Foundation and others to help jumpstart and to keep this going and to really accelerate the growth. So I feel like if you have a wonderful idea that really the sky's the limit here. And I'll give you some examples. Like my, my wife has a brilliant uh, retail idea. And when she tells other women about it, they, they wonder why it doesn't exist already, but it does not. It is something that would really take off. And I believe like her idea could take off here. My, my son has a, a, a wonderful idea as well, and uh, dealing with nature and the environment. And I believe that he could get support here. So I, I just believe that really anything is is possible here.
0: Well, let's definitely circle back and talk about those two uh, at some point so we can talk about what resources would uh, be the most, what would be the best ones for them to connect into the three people. Who are the three people that you, you think that sure. should definitely right. know here?
2: So the first one that was very uh, instrumental with us is Sarah Goforth. Mm-hmm. Sarah Goforth, head of the Entrepreneurship Center at the University of Arkansas. Sarah is not only connected, well-connected, but she is well-respected. And I just got the sense she just loves to help organizations like us. You know, she was a, one of the first believers in our vision, what we're trying to do statewide. And she supports that vision. And uh, that is, you know, that is worth moving here for. Uh, So Sarah Goforth, you have to know her and get to know her individually if you don't already as an entrepreneur. The other one is Jeanette Collins with the Northwest Arkansas Council. So I imagine many or most entrepreneurs have met her. But if you haven't, you need to meet her and you need to pick her brain. She is a brilliant thinker, out-of-the-box thinker. Uh, she, she has the ability to take your idea to the next level, even though she just heard about your idea. And uh, she is well-connected. And so she has uh, already connected us with other organizations here in Northwest Arkansas to pursue a national opportunity together together as a collection of companies. And so she just recently did that uh, with us, uh, opportunity with the National Science Foundation. Mm-hmm. The third person I would say is uh, Lin, And she is uh, well-respected as well. Many know her, and she was uh, one of the first uh, that I was able to meet with and talk to. And uh, if you know Lin, she really has the best in mind for the organization's uh, here uh that the Walton Family Foundation supports. So those are the three people that I would say that you must know as an
0: entrepreneur. Man, those are some solid choices. I will tell you that Sarah and Jeanette and uh, even Elen, but Sarah and Jeanette in particular went, because I knew them before I came here and then Elen right before I got here, is that they were all instrumental in me coming here too. So
2: Absolutely uh, Absolutely.
0: Those are those are some uh, outstanding choices. How has, in the time that you've been here now and lived here, how has living here in Bentonville, Derek, how has that changed the way you work, the way you live, the, the the way that you live, and and how does it help you live the life that you deserve?
2: So the is it is the work. And the nature and the balance that's here, I mean, it is so much fun to live here uh, with the outdoors, the biking and the hiking. The first thing that we did is we we bought bikes. Right, awesome. You can't move here. You have to get bikes, right? That's right. And, uh, and so it has introduced us to this wonderful world of of biking with others. And I think in some other communities or states or cities, it may be golf, right? But here it's mm. biking. And so... I think that's a great thing to introduce us, something my wife and I can do together and we can do with others. And um, just the natural beauty that's here, the people are very welcoming. And what I mean by that as an entrepreneur is there are people here that are seeing our vision and idea and believing in it like never before, like nowhere else. And so that has really changed. In And because of that, I'm definitely out and about uh, at the entrepreneurial events, meeting with the accelerators, anything that's happening, I'm there because I'm a part of the community now. And and I truly believe that what I've heard is that this community has, you know, the people that have been here 20 years talk about how it's grown in 20 years, that, you you know, you wouldn't believe what it was like 20 years ago. And my wife and I were talking the other day about you won't believe what it's going to be like 15, 20 years from now. And so, uh, so we we're, we we're, we're, we believe that that's what's possible with this whole area is growing to. And um, I'll tell you, the the Bentonville Square is is a unique. It's a wonderful thing here. You know, during Christmas time or other holidays, and what you know, we both grew up in small towns, but we didn't have a square like this. And so, hmm. that's been a neat thing to experience is the square. That's the first place we take our family and friends when they visit, and then they want to come back. So they come back repeatedly after they get to know this, this area.
0: Same. uh, You know, I've been through small town squares all across America and many of them I would never want to go back to. (laughs) There's just nothing going on. And they're, you know, they're exactly what you picture dusty old squares. But here I find we do the same thing. We take everybody. There's, one of the the first places and uh, because you can kind of stand in that square and feel the energy and the heartbeat of this place even if you're not doing anything even if you're just standing there one of the things you said that I just wrote down is I'm part of the community now and I love that because as you try to attract people to an area you talk about things like diversity and inclusion and equity and so on and then we layer on two more things and and we've talked all around it and one of them's access i mean you have access to people and there don't seem to be many gatekeepers at all to anything if anything it's people dragging you through the gates and and uh, helping you uh, succeed in any way that they can but the other one that i think is the most important of all is a sense of belonging. And I really believe that that sign on the side of that neon sign on the side of the momentary that says you belong here, that that is our mantra. We want everybody to not just sense or feel that they belong here, but know that they belong here. And I, I really feel like that's what this uh, this community uh, does. And so I'm glad to I'm really glad to hear that you really feel like you're part of the community because you are and and it should be that way. And everybody deserves. uh, Yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh, yes. uh, I was going to just respond to that and say, yes, absolutely. Feel like we belong like me and my whole family and uh, in this company and doors have been opened like nowhere else. And we're walking through those doors and we're making friends, a lot of great friends here. In fact, as you know, you know, I grew up, you know, this is this is technically the South, um, mm-hmm. but I will say this. And so there's a lot of uh, misconceptions before people visit. Yeah. So, but once you visit, you realize the, the first thing that I thought is like, wow, it doesn't feel like I'm in the South anymore. And it feels like I'm in, what I mean is there's a different way of thinking. People th- are thinking very progressively. They're from all over the country, and the world because of the companies here. And the belief is that anything is possible and to help these help companies like us succeed. And so this is just a unique space and, and almost like a it's just a unique space just in the environment we're surrounding about with, with the mountains and everything around us. It just it feels like we're just in a different place. And, and I love it. And my family loves it.
0: Well, I love that. I got some goosebumps when you were uh, talking about this. Yeah. You know, you're right. We're tech. Arkansas is a southern state. And so that makes us technically in the south, albeit in the far northwest corner of the state. And I would say that in some ways, this place has, on top of everything you mentioned, has, and I hate this word, some of the charms of the south. I hate that phrase because. I feel like it also means some things that we don't like, (laughs) but the the good charms of the South, which I think are really more so small town America, which is reach across the, the fence, help your neighbor and so on. But then it also has this feel of all the entrepreneurial spirit of the West. And it also has this feel of what's in the DNA here. And that is that, you know, in this place, I mean, first of all, 60 years ago before there was an interstate and a a real airport and there just was no real good infrastructure for it, somehow, some way, the world's largest retailer built itself at the same time as the world's premier protein provider, at the same time as one of the largest trucking companies in the country, 60 years ago, right? And, but even before that, I mean, to survive here, you had to figure out how to grow things in rocks. People are just more resilient, more determined, and just worked harder. And so you combine these things and then take all the good sense, I'll call it, of the Midwest and combine them together. And I feel like that's that's what we've got here. I don't know what to call it, but it's something special. Will you share a story with me? Tell me a story. And, and, you know, Derek, you can do this or or both of you or, or, or however you want, but tell me this will be a hashtag because Bentonville story. In other words, it's a moment or something that happened here that perhaps could only happen here in Bentonville, or at least describes the essence of this place.
2: So what I can think about is when we first moved here. I mean, the moving trucks were just pulled up to our house and uh, have haven't uh, started unloading yet. And so the moving trucks, you know, they they were letting out the ramp, getting ready to unload or and neighbors walked down the street. And so they said, basically told us, hi neighbor. And so we first neighbors I met, they saw us moving in. We talked and they told me, you know, we're, we're from our, we work with Hershey. I was like, is that right? (laughs) You work with Hershey, the Hershey. Yes. The Hershey. Where did you move from? Hershey, Pennsylvania. And they moved from Hershey, Pennsylvania. And that's how I got introduced. I'm like, that is only Bentonville. That's how I got introduced about all of these companies that work with Walmart and, and these companies' employees making this place a home. You know, whether it's Hershey's or Kellogg's or General Mills, you name it, Coca Cola, all these companies. So since then, meeting people that represent these top brands, to me, that is only Bentonville, that the first person I met uh, was from Hershey, Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, The vendor community here is strong. (laughs) You know, there's 1,400-ish vendors to Walmart here. In fact, the Fortune 500 has a presence of about 400 of the Fortune 500 uh, are are here in, in some fashion. And so these are the logos that we drive by every day. And I don't know that you would find that, you know, I can think of maybe one place in america that you you might find it other than 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 here and it's really remarkable to think of all those companies being here and here at the same time ninety eight plus plus percentage ninety eight plus percent of our businesses still employ fewer than a hundred people and then there's this really incredible robust startup community wrapped in there as well and it's just a combination you don't find anywhere one more sort of bentonville centric question before we start wrapping up what's for both of you what's the most surprising thing or one or both what's the most surprising things to you about Bentonville yeah I
1: think as uh, Derek has mentioned I think one of the most surprising thing uh, about Bentonville is what we what we feel is the the environment in itself I think the the belief I mean especially entrepreneurship I mean since since we are first-time entrepreneurs maybe we, we felt it right away that unlike in any environments that we are in before there is there is a, a huge support that and the belief that anything can be possible i think it's it's very unique to have that kind of a uh, environment uh, for especially for entrepreneurs uh, who are starting to build something from the scratch because as we already talked a couple of times in this podcast entrepreneurship is is the most difficult thing and sometimes we need that environment to to really succeed Because it's not going to be a day, it's not going to be a month, it's going to be years that we need to work together in order to like really create something out of nothing. Uh, And then like to have people that are supportive and always encouraging that there could be something that like, you we don't know what it is, right? But the, the, the support itself would show us that the light to go to that next step. I think that's what the most important thing initially in those early days and even for years to come to grow as a company. So I think that's the, the unique thing about Bentonville that I feel that like, since we have a, have an office and, and moved here, it's it's very unique uh, about Bentonville that we wanted to like, know, even share with other entrepreneurs who are, who are thinking along those lines and looking for an environment to, to really help them
0: succeed. Those great guys that works, you know, as we start wrapping up here, one question I don't want to forget to ask is if somebody wants to reach you or learn more about Upsquad, how do they do that?
1: Yeah. So right now they can go to Upsquad.com uh, and then like now they can directly reach out to us on Upsquad.com as well as reach out to us at hello at Upsquad.com. So they can send, a, send us an email, reach us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms on our pages as well. So it's, it's very easy to, to reach out to us. And for any organization that wants to leverage UpSquad, yeah, please do reach out to us. And we are happy to help support your organization as well.
0: Perfect. One last question. What's something that I should have asked you but did not?
2: Hmm. I would That's say that question, question, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that question is, you know, ask us what's different about what we're doing. What's innovative about UpSquad? And so... If you ask us that, what we're trying to do and what we have done is edit this human element. Uh, Vinky kind of alluded to it earlier about storytelling. And so we've noticed that virtual today can be very mechanical. And there's a lot of talk about AI and machine learning. Mm-hmm. But what about the human element? And discovering a organizational need that what they want to do is share their impact with the world. And the best way to do that is through video. And that's when we've introduced this video engine that they own. They are now able to capture, you know, a bank of hundreds of stories of real life people as people go through your events or as people go through participating in your organizational programs or whatever you have going on or working for your company, let them share their experience on video. Capture that. What you will do is get more support, more customers, more donors, more participants. You know, let, let people share what's really going on, what they're really feeling. And so the other way, the thing that we've added that's truly different is the this emotional element. So, when you share a video story, you can capture the emotion that you're feeling. And so, what happens is that now people are sharing their video experience and their emotions. Now that's searchable. So, I can come to an organizational community and search for others who are feeling the way I'm feeling. If I'm feeling joy, I can search for those feeling joy. If I'm feeling anxious, I can search for those. also have anxiety. So I don't feel like I'm alone. This emotional element, we're getting a tremendous response uh, from this, from organizations who who, who can't believe that they finally get to do this. And the reason is, is we recently heard that, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago, we didn't really care about uh, the person. So an organization told us that, Now we care about the person and the experience they're having and their emotional health. And so that is what we're doing that's innovative. One thing that we want to share, how we're truly different uh, from others.
0: That is so cool. Thank you all. You know, and (laughs) you picked a good time to do that in. You know, it, it feels like the care of the person and their experience really came to the forefront in the last couple of years and is finally here in front of us to stay where it should be so you you came along at the right time hey thank you Derek and Vinky, for uh coming on the show I really appreciate you spending time with the Bentonville Beacon audience and sharing your story and what you're up to and some of your you know who you are as, as people and I'm so happy that you now have a presence here in Bentonville and that Derek that you moved here and so welcome home I'm
1: happy to be here as well. Thank, Thank you. you so much. James. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, James, for again, uh, having us on the podcast and really appreciate all the support uh, that the whole Bentonville community has been pouring on us. So yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Anytime. That's what we do here. Hey, thanks to the Bentonville Beacon audience. You know, without you, this show would not be possible. So to build on this show's success, what I ask of you is is not for money, but if you'd like to send that, I can certainly uh, give you a bank account to send that too. What I'd like you to do is share this show with your friends, whether that's by social media or however it is that you do it. But do come back and learn more about Bendenville and its businesses and leaders, this place where you can have more of what you want and less of what you don't. And visit com to see all of our episodes, the podcast and to learn more. And as always, if you haven't yet hit that subscribe button, then do it. Thanks. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.